welcome to Plan a Happy Life. I'm your host, Stephanie Fleming, creative entrepreneur and happiness activist. I'm on a mission to create a happy life movement. Each week, I'll be joined by my daughter, Kayla, for some honest conversations about how you can plan your happiest life yet. So what are we waiting for? Let's get happy. Hey, Kayla. Hey, Mom. And hello to all of our listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Plan a Happy Life. Okay, well, the holiday season is officially upon us. And let's do a little check in here, Kayla. How are you feeling about the holidays? Are you prepared? Are you stressed out? I am ready, but I am not prepared. You are ready, but you're not prepared. I'm like excited, ready. I got you. I got but you. But I'm not prepared. I need shopping. I all of it. Okay. Well, that's good. But so, but is it bringing you like any stress? Or are you just just? I don't think not I'm ready? there quite yet. Okay. I might get stressed when it gets closer, but but not there yet. Okay, that's good actually. Yeah, that's good actually because I think you know there are so many people that feel really stressed out with the holidays. Um, are you feeling stressed? Um, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I tend to do that to myself though. So, um, I think this episode is going to be helpful for me and for everybody else. Um, so the title of today's episode is relax in all caps. There's no such thing as a perfect holiday. So let's talk about how to deal with holiday stress. Um, how about that? That sounds good to me. Okay. Well, the holidays should be a festive time, right? With your family, your friends, traditions. I love a good tradition and memories. So why is it that we find ourselves so stressed out? Well, we may have a tendency to overspend or overeat, and I think you just kind of plain old like overdo everything around this time of the year, but I don't think it needs to be that way. And we've got a few tips on how you can plan for a happy and healthy holiday season, because it's really all about managing the stressors of this time of year and what those stressors are for you. I have a question for you, Kayla. Yeah. What is one of your favorite Christmas memories? Um... It's a tough one. It doesn't have to be, you know, Kevin will always say, force rank this. This doesn't have to like be your absolute favorite Christmas memory, but something that stands out, and I'm totally putting you on the spot, but something that stands out to you as a really special memory from the Christmas season. Um, I have a ton that are kind of going through my mind, but a big one that I still really love, and one day I would love to do this <laughs> for my kids, um, is... I loved having, we had a, a, like a family, like a family Christmas elf. <laughs> and this was before Elf this was, on the Shelf. Yes. I yes. Mi- I missed it. Yeah. But this, this to me seems like more fun. Really? Um, yeah. So we had a, an elf and his name was Barnaby. <laughs> <laughs> his name was Barnaby. And he was, you know, to us, this real life elf that would come to our door yeah and ring the doorbell and (laughs) while we were home and this was before like leading up to Christmas and he would come knock on the door ring the doorbell and all of a sudden there would be like a small little present or like something Christmassy whether it was like I don't know did we like cookies or or some sort of treat something small and he kind of lived on throughout the year too where you know (laughs) he kind of was our like oh well I gotta talk to Barnaby today or um if you keep acting like that, I'm going to have to call Barnaby. Yeah. So he was kind of our, like, go-to for Santa. Um, but 
there would be some like I we have some home videos where you can hear my mom saying like, "Oh well, we talked to Barnaby and he told Santa this," and I just remember thinking like, "Oh my gosh, Barnaby! We never, of course, met Barnaby, but he was still this like, I, we just had our own family elf." Yeah, and I think it really it was before Elf on a Shelf, which is pretty much like what it was, um, but it was just you know instilling some sort of magic to the season, right? And I think it didn't happen every year. This wasn't like you know right now. I think people have like this pressure from Elf on the Shelf where it's like, oh my gosh, every morning you have to have this little scene where he is. Our Elf was pretty much, I think, I want to say we only did it one year, maybe two. Really? Yeah, I don't think we did it very often um, because it was a lot of work. It felt like, and maybe that's just your memories as a kid, but it, it was magical. felt like so magical. It felt like he was like, and then maybe from the years after, maybe Barnaby stopped, I guess. Maybe I yeah. just still remembered it and like was like, oh, Barnaby. Yeah, I think, I think, you must have remembered it because if I I want to say it was one time, but really? yeah, and it would be like okay, oh shoot, we've got a baseball game, somebody we got to get the Barnaby thing, and we got to ring the doorbell and figure out all these clever ways. So um, I'm just learning that. Yeah, that I just spoiled. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Barnaby was only ruined one my childhood. Year. But okay, so but that tradition that was one special thing. It really didn't need. You guys didn't care that we didn't go all out. No, it was just it was a tradition, and it was it was just fun. All right, what about you, mom? Do you have a favorite memory or tradition? Yeah. Yeah. This is going to date me. Um, because one of the things that I remember as a kid, my mom, my mom did go all out for Christmas time. Um, probably stressed her out really if we asked her. We should have her on, by the way. Yeah, she'd be a great guest. She would be a great guest. Um, but at Christmas time, yes, I remember the, you know, the excitement and the anticipation building up before Christmas morning. But what I remember the most was taking the boxes, the empty boxes that we got, that we'd opened our gifts. And this is so me. I would create um, a little fort, a little home. And I would like, we were allowed to keep our things downstairs for like, I don't know, a couple days. And I just was like, had this like make believe like cardboard box house. Really? Mm -hmm. I've never heard that story before. <laughs> it felt like I, I'm also the kid that on the side of the house, where the dog run was, and you know what a dog run is, right? Where yeah. you take your dog out to go to the bathroom. The dog run. Mm -hmm. Once our dogs weren't there anymore, um, I put like Christmas lights up in the dog run <laughs> and oh made God. it my own little home. I've always been, I've always, I, you know, I'm a homebody. I've always been that way. So, like creating this little fantasy world with boxes or the side of the house at Christmas time when there was no school was like really fun for me. And that, it's a memory that like, I'm playing with empty boxes. I mean, yeah, there were some great gifts throughout the years. Um, but what I remember is either time with family or um, empty boxes and Christmas lights and the dog run. But those empty boxes probably felt like this grand home to you as a little girl. Yeah, it was like, ooh, and I can keep it down in the family room. And I can, like, I would have a little door. And, of course, my brother, you can't come in unless you ask my permission. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so it was, it was fun. And if you look at what you know, your memories are and what my memories are really, these are things that I think, um, if we just get to the simple, you know, the simple pleasures of the holidays and the traditions and memories. And if we can focus on those, we can really alleviate some of this pressure from, you know, all the stress that is so induced by society and, you know, commercialism and just wanting everything to be so perfect. So, um, why don't we dive right on into, our tips. Should we do that? Okay. Number one, you have to set realistic expectations. 
You really need to manage your expectations for the season in order to not feel like you're coming up short. So I am going to give you permission right now to not be Martha Stewart or Kayla, get this, to not be Joanna Gaines. Bite your tongue. I'm sorry. I love Joanna Gaines. I know, but your home does not have to look like the Magnolia Silos Christmas celebration in order to have a meaningful holiday. I promise. That's true, I guess. Right? I mean, it would be really cool. But, and like I said, if you, like if decorating really brings you like a tremendous amount of joy and you love the process and it doesn't stress you out, then by all means, my friend, haul out the holly and deck those halls. But... If it's stressing you out this year, don't do it, you know, or don't do it as much. Last, no, how long ago? We moved three years ago and we moved like the crazy people that we are on December 23rd. Yep. And I knew that that Christmas season for us, there was not going to be the the gifts that I got were pretty basic. So it wasn't like I was trying to figure out how am I going to wrap all these gifts? And obviously we didn't have many decorations. But my expectations for that season were really different because of the place I was in life. Yeah, and our family doesn't really do things small. So (laughs) you moved, I moved, Tyler had just moved all in that like two couple months. We also moved the business. Yep, we moved our office building right at that same time. It was just (laughs) what was a crazy time. But you're right. That Christmas was still great. We yeah. were here in your new house and in inflatable chairs too. We only had two. We were yeah, inflatable we had, chairs. Mm-hmm. They were. We got them on, of course, Amazon. <laughs> okay, and it was the cheesiest thing. And our the salespeople from the builder got us this tiny little Christmas tree. Um, that was really nice. It was really sweet. It had colored little lights on it. And even though I, you know, Kayla knows how I put up Christmas lights on my tree. It's, Amber. it's, it's obsessive. It's a problem. It really is. I actually now have a fake tree because I can't, I'm managing my expectations. And you know, it looked amazing, <laughs> but your arms were, would always be all scratched <laughs> up. And <laughs> she'd like intertwine like a strand, like, I don't know how many strands of lights so that we had, like, growing many. up, too, because I just remember you, like, half of your body was inside the tree. <laughs> well, because I'm not the person that does the, you take the strand of lights and you just go around the tree. Oh, no, Lord, no. no. No, no, no. It is, like, in and out of every branch, every single one. So when you look at that tree lit up, oh, my God, I can see it right now. Um, It's glorious. But but the tree you have this year is also glorious. It's also glorious. It is. And well, here's the thing is that if believe me, that actually brought me joy at one point in my life where I had a little more time and I wanted to do it. But then there became a time and there was this threshold where I was almost dreading it because I'd gotten myself so wrapped up. And that is the way that I light a Christmas tree. And it's got to be so perfect that It was, I would dread it. And that like, you know, that takes away all the joy of decorating, all the joy of the season. Um, And so I had to manage my expectations and really see like, okay, where am I at at this point in my life? What's on my schedule? What does our life look like? Are we all moving? (laughs) Every single one of us? (laughs) Or is work really busy? Are you in school? Do you have, you know, a lot of stuff with your family? Um, 
and you have to manage your expectations. If you're doing a lot of traveling to go and see family or if, you know, times are maybe sad, then it's okay at that point. Take a look at where your life is at, what you're willing to do, what you want to do and what will make you enjoy the holidays. Um, So, you know, I think a happy you is definitely going to be more important to your family than what you consider like, you know, than the a, perfect decorations. Yeah. It's not gonna... Yeah. And you know what I'm thinking about right now, Kayla? I'm what? looking at Kayla and I'm sitting here going like, I remember we were just at Home Depot. I was just <laughs> going to say that. I, I, if you're going to say what I think you are, I, th- I was just thinking this. I am. As I'm saying this, I'm sitting here going like, OK, I needed to like sometimes I need to listen to my own advice because we were at Home Depot for Kayla and I see this. She's got a new house. She just bought a house. And so as a mom, I'm going, oh, we're going to have to we're going to have to deck her halls. Right. And I'm wanting it to be perfect for my child. This doesn't have anything to do with me. But I saw what. <laughs> well, yes. And we do need to deck the halls. Yeah. I'm like really excited to do that. But it's my first house. <laughs> and I'm all like we walk through the aisle, like the Christmas aisle at Lowe's or Home yeah. Depot, which whatever when we were at. And. There's this like 20 foot. Was it that tall? It was giant. She said it was going to be it's the above ones, her house. It's the ones. I have a one story house. So it's a, <laughs> it's not hard to do. It's like the inflatable things that like decorations that you see that on the very, very, very top like rafters in in Home Depot. Yeah. Like on the racks at the very top because they're so big. They don't go on the ground. Maybe like, that's why it looked smaller to me. They're huge and it's like a big inflatable snowman maybe family f- snowman family three of them it's probably okay maybe i exaggerated but maybe like 15 feet yeah it's pretty giant on my front lawn i thought it would i be didn't great. get it but she really really wanted so me this to get would be it so great she's got a great neighborhood and I, th- I thought it would be great and she's like mom that would seriously tower over my home so kayla i promise you that in addition to managing my own expectations, that I will also manage my expectations as a mom for your house. For me. That's correct. <laughs> Sometimes I got to check myself as a mom. Kayla's actually good saying like, mom, mom. Mom, do we really need that? We don't really need that. Well, maybe one day, maybe in five years, maybe I'll surprise you with the 15 foot inflatable. That's fine. And if you don't, that's okay too. Okay. okay. Let's move on to the second uh, tip that we have for you today. And um, we both love this one. Number two is to set boundaries. We love a good boundary. I love me some boundaries. I know. And I I haven't always. I've really, really had to learn. But um, learning to set healthy boundaries is really essential. Um, it's, and- hard to, it's hard to set boundaries, but setting them, let alone holding them up and, and keeping them up. Yeah, like enforce it. Or like, yes. Yes. That's, I think, you know, especially during the holiday season, learning to set boundaries and then enforce. Is that the right word? But yeah, like, that's what exactly enforce them. Yeah. So for people who don't know what boundaries are, let, come talk with Kayla and I, we will tell you about boundaries, but um, for the sake of there's, I mean, we, I'm sure we could probably do an entire episode on boundaries and we might one day, but for the sake of t- the topic today, let, let me give you my favorite Wikipedia definition is Personal boundaries are guidelines, rules, or limits that a person creates to identify reasonable, safe, and permissible ways for other people to behave towards them and how they will respond when someone passes those limits. 
So in essence, you are creating the rules for what is and what is not okay with you. But as Kayla just said, they only work if you're willing to enforce and respect them. Um, Whoa. Right? Because, <laughs> I mean, setting them is one thing. Setting them and saying, you know what, like, that's not okay with me. For instance, if it's a lot of times at the holidays, you have family members that you may see that maybe you only see at Christmas time or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever you're celebrating. And, you know, you're going to be around them, but you're maybe you wouldn't choose to be around this particular family member. Um, and you're going to set a boundary that says, you know, hey, I'm okay with coming to dinner. Like say you say this to your mom, mom, I'm okay coming to dinner with, you know, aunt so-and-so, but I'm just going to say, I'm not okay with us talking about my dad or about my job or about, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, so you need to figure out, okay, that's, that's setting your boundary. And then you need to understand like what happens if aunt so-and-so says, so Kayla, how about your job? Or Kayla, do you have a boyfriend yet? Oh, I get that all the time. I bet you do. I do. All the time. And so, and, and it's, I mean, sometimes it's loving. Sometimes it's really just inquisitive, but there are sometimes when you don't feel like this doesn't make me feel good. And you have a right to set boundaries and set rules about how people, how you are okay with people treating you or, or with your time, you know, cause how many times, I mean, how many parties come up in December? A lot and all on the same, <laughs> all on the same day. And, and they're all probably from friends or, you know, coworkers or family members and none of them maybe, you know, oh, I don't want to go, but you might say like, I'm just exhausted. And I think I got three Christmas parties in me, you know, that are like on the weekends or on the evenings. And so you might have to say no to some just because you are respecting the personal boundary of your time. Yeah. One of the best pieces of advice that I think I've received up until this point in my life was setting boundaries. And I think I've learned from you. I think I've heard that from my grandma and possibly even a good therapist at some point. Um, but one of the hardest parts that I had to learn was that it was okay and I had to give myself permission to say no without having to make an excuse. Ooh. That was really hard. I always felt like I had to say like, oh my gosh, I would I would love to, but I, I can't because I'm going here or right. I already had these plans. Right. I never thought it was okay to say, you know what, thank you. Um, I, I'm unable to make it. I think I, you know, I'm overcommitted. I'm overcommitted or, or I need to take some time for myself yeah. and just be home without having to give an explanation. Right. You should absolutely be able to simply politely decline an invitation for sure. Um, so this holiday season, think about what kind of boundaries you need to set and boundaries for relationships, your time, your spending, Okay, which leads me to my next tip, which is, say it with me, setting a budget. Ew. I'm really bad at that. I wonder where you get that from. I don't know. It's definitely <laughs> not me. Actually, when Kevin and I first started dating and we were talking about our finances for the first time, which is, you know, that's always a fun combo to have. But um, he asked me if I had a savings account and to which I answered, yes, I have a savings account. And it had zero dollars in it. And he was like, that really defeats the purpose of having a savings account. So I'm sure that your lack of budgeting might have something to do with me. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. But we learn as we go along. And actually, I have learned to budget and save. Um, 
But setting a budget during the holiday season, you know, the whole point of that is to discourage overspending because that's so easy to do. Um, I know we want to we want to lavish our family and friends with extravagant gifts, and it may feel really good at the moment to do that. But if you're overextending yourself to do that, the feeling will be very short lived because, you know, somebody wants to get the rent paid and it doesn't feel good to over, you know, to overspend. And I mean, I don't know. I loved giving you guys presents when you were younger. I still like it today. <laughs> but um, but I would overspend like yeah. more than I more than we could afford. We did not have a whole lot when you were growing up. And, um, you know, I felt this pressure because I felt guilty as a parent that I couldn't give you everything I wanted to give you. Uh, you guys probably didn't. I, know w- I was just going to say, like, I didn't even know that. Yeah. And I felt like super guilty. So I would overspend. And then I was like, then a credit card bill would come due. And I'd be like, ooh, because mm-hmm. I still didn't have the money to, to do it. So, um, you know, I quickly learned that I was going to have to get because I didn't like that feeling of not being able to pay my bills. And, and we weren't even talking about an extravagant gift at that point. It was just more than I could afford. And I remember this one Christmas that I had kind of learned that I don't have a lot of money and I still wanted to figure out how to, you know, get my kids some gifts that they would like. And but they had to be kind of practical. So this one year, I remember I went after Christmas. No, after Thanksgiving, it was Black Friday. And I don't do that. I do not get we're, up that early. We're not a Black Friday family no. going out after we eat no. Thanksgiving. I'm tired. I want to sleep in. And so, but this one I went because, what was that thing called, Kayla, that I got for Tyler? It was a little green um, Game Boy. Oh, Nintendo Game so Boy great. was like $40 or something, which was like half price. And so it was like only available to the first, I don't know, however many people. So I got up, I waited in line at Target at like two o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. And I ran down the aisle to get this Game Boy and, um, and Dr. Mario, I think was the game. So you could get, you know, this great bundle. And I, it still felt like pretty extravagant to me at the time. But um, in addition to that, I mean, that was, that was kind of one, of course, it was little and it mattered. Do you remember the when, green like, one? Yeah, but no, I mean, like the green, the green Game Boy, that thing was yeah. honking. Well, I guess to I just mean like as far as a present <laughs> under the tree because kids care about size. Yeah, but the, oh, like size, like, yes. to, okay, I like see the what package. you mean. It wasn't like a big box right. to wrap. Okay. So for me, that $50 for the, the game unit and then however, remember the size of those discs? Those were like, yeah, they're like little gray, uh, like packs. Yeah. yeah. Like it cost a lot of money and then it's barely could get lost under the tree. So I wanted more things to put under the tree for Tyler, for you. Cause I think I got you, you were like two and I think I got you diapers for a baby doll. Yeah. Not on... for me, but for a baby doll well... that you got me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, you were potty trained. <laughs> yeah. Let me go back. It was like, yes, it was for a baby doll, but diapers were on sale at the grocery store so I could use my coupon yeah. and I could wrap that up and it was big and bulky. Right. Yeah. So I may were, have not been potty trained at that time. I don't know. I but, don't, you were, I believe. But, okay. <laughs> they were, but to clarify, they were not for you. But it was like, okay, I could get that with a coupon because coops were all the rage for me. Um, but that I remember I wanted to do something more for Tyler, but he also needed school supplies. And so I bought very practical things and wrapped them up, you know, like socks, like moms do, and just wanted him to have things to open. 
So in his stocking, I put pencils and other things he might need for school. And I was kind of freaked out about that because, you know, what kids, what kid wants pencils in their stocking? But my sweet little buddy, my sweet little Tyler, on Christmas morning came down, was super excited about the Game Boy and everything. And then it came time for him to open up his stocking. And I was kind of nervous. And what did he do? Do you, you remember? Oh, it was I the sweetest the thing. Time. Well, we have it on like home video. Like we have oh. it on it's so recorded. cute. He opens up his, his stocking and he takes the pencils out and he goes, oh, look, pencils. I could use some of these. And then he gets even more excited and he's like, oh, and they're sharpened. Aww. He was just like, he was so. I it was even, so sweet. It's like oh the gosh. kid. Have you seen the video of the little boy opening up? Um, a present around Christmas or a br- or something, some sort of holiday, but he gets a present and it's a rat, like it's an avocado wrapped up. And I think they probably did it just to see his reaction, but he's like, oh, an avocado, thanks. Oh my God. That's what Tyler would have done. Know. And so it just like, of course, I probably sat over there just crying like, oh my gosh, like he, it made, it didn't ruin his Christmas to get pencils in his stocking because duh, they're sharpened. Like, the best part. What a bonus. So, you know, setting setting a smart budget, whether you can afford pencils in whether you have to go to the Black Friday sale at two o'clock in the morning or whether you just want to be, you know, reasonable with your spending. It won't matter. You give somebody something in love. I, I know this is cheesy, but a really nice card or something homemade to the people that it matters to those matter those mean a lot, you know, so, so don't worry about having to spend so much money at Christmas time, set your budgets, so you don't feel all sick to your stomach after the holidays because you spent too much. So right now we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with two more tips for a stress-free holiday. This episode of Plan a Happy Life is presented by Michael's. Make creativity happen. Okay, welcome back. What, what, what are we on now? Fourth tip? So our fourth tip for really enjoying your holidays is to be present. So this is something I'm working on a lot lately because I have a tendency to just get overwhelmed with life when there's a lot going on or when there's a lot on my to-do list or on social media and I get a little distracted. Um, and it's really easy. And I feel like I'm wanting to like multitask all the time. And when I do that, I am not present in the moment, um, especially if I'm hosting. Um, one of the things that I try and do is to take part in the conversations, to play the games. And you guys, anybody who's a host, listen to this one. Don't hate me for saying it, but your dishes can wait. Right. Yeah. And you know who's really good at doing that? Me. Well, yeah, <laughs> you, but also Dodo. We call yeah. my grandma, my mom, Dodo. And so it is a term of endearment. It, it is. It started when we were really, when I think Tyler started yeah. it when we were, he was a baby. Yeah. Um. But she's really good at that. I feel like. Yes. Because, well, I think she probably, probably learned it from her, but, um, you know, how many times are you hosting or, like, you know, you're trying to be the best, like, hostess that you can be, right? You want to offer somebody something to drink and you want to, you want to serve people, which I think is wonderful. 
but at the same time, you want to make sure, you know, you find yourself in the kitchen cleaning up and you're watching people having fun at your house, having conversations and doing all the things. And you're in the kitchen doing dishes. No, thanks. Like, I want to be there. I want like in the summertime, I want to be the one I will. Kayla knows this. I will be the one who, if we have a pool party, I will tell you, drinks are in the fridge. There's, you know, help yourself. I'm going to be in the pool mm -hmm. with all of you guys because I don't want my grandkids or my kids thinking like, yeah, you remember mom? Man, she she could clean a mean dish. Mm -hmm. Man, her kitchen was spotless. And I, I want it to be like, do you remember that summer that we were in the pool together at 4th of July. Do you remember how much fun we had? Do you remember at Christmas time when we played that, what was that game we played that? Pie face. Yeah, pie face. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually messing the kitchen up. So number one, I think if you're hosting, try and be present and you know, try and leave the dishes. Even, this is tempting too, remember how many times people say, can I help you with the dishes? Yeah. I mean, who wants to say, you know what? No, tomorrow morning, I've got them. But then, I mean, I guess you could bond over the kitchen, right, if you want. I just hate doing dishes. So I'd rather, you know, engage in something pleasant with my guests rather than dishes. But if you love dishes and someone's offering, then wash away. Wash away. But here's another tip that I that I have um, that I'm not very good at. Because I, okay, that little phone of mine, which is now big because whatever version it is, I tell myself, okay, I'm not going to be on my phone, but, I, but I'm going to bring my phone out because of pictures mm -hmm. right I'm gonna I'm gonna take pictures but then just like the whole remember that book if you give a mouse a cookie do you remember that book <laughs> no no the one that's like wait no I don't remember it but I do remember you saying something to me it's like if like you give a mouse a cookie about it yeah he's gonna want a glass of milk and if you give him a glass of milk he's gonna it's just it leads on to the next thing to the next thing so I feel like that's what it's like when I have my phone out and I said oh, I just want to do it because I want to capture these memories with the kids and then I take the picture and then I post it on Instagram and then I'm on Instagram and I look and I go, oh, did you see? Oh, did you see what Hannah's doing? Hannah's over here. She's doing this. I got on her story. Then I'm watching some of the squad members and I and I just go down a rabbit hole and I'm sitting on my phone. And so one of the things that I've been trying to do more is tricking myself by saying, if you want to take pictures, I have a little camera that is a point and shoot. So take your camera. And then, you it's know, it's a great idea. Because, do you get distracted by the um, social media? Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm like, I'm a scroller and not a, like a super active member. I, like I totally post and I, I do all that stuff. But um, yeah, I'm definitely guilty of like just kind of mindlessly scrolling and just pulling out my phone yeah. at, at, at any down moment. I mean, how many times have you looked at a room of people like at a gathering and so many of them are on their phone. They're sitting next to each other, scrolling on their phones. And it's so tempting, you know, whether they're games that you play or whether you're on social media. So trying to be more present and whether it's maybe not doing the dishes or maybe not, you know, busying yourself, tidying your house up or not scrolling on social media, but taking the time to sit and go. And like we had talked about in a previous episode about being grateful is about being in the moment and enjoying it for what it is. Because that time that you have your family around you, your friends around you, that's special. And so being more present, it really like is a very helpful mindset. 
so that you're not you're not worrying about what's happening tomorrow. You're not worrying what happened yesterday. You are sitting in the moment and enjoying your friends and family. Okay. And the last one, this is the most important, I think, is to take care of you. Do not run yourself into the ground because, gosh, I remember staying up so late and like to the point where like every, every Christmas season, I was just run down. Um, I wasn't sleeping enough. I definitely wasn't exercising or getting enough water or any of those things that you'd normally do for self-care. Um, because just because it's December doesn't mean we should ignore that we need to, what we need to be healthy and to be happy. So a little um, quick story, Christmas Eve 2015, the first time I ever remembered slowing down enough to enjoy Christmas Eve. First time. That was like, what, four years ago? We do math. Um, <laughs> you know why? It was because, and I'm not, okay, I'm so not saying this just to say this, but the reason why was because of good planning. For absolute real, it was the year we came out with the happy planner and I had been so good at prioritizing my tasks that year. I was so efficient and totally productive um, that I wasn't behind. I actually set up a, you know, those folding tables. I had a whole wrapping station. Do you remember? This? I actually remember your wrapping station upstairs. <laughs> yes. I, in my bedroom, it was just like one of those fold up kind of camping tables. And I had all my wrapping stuff there so that like I would buy a present for someone that day and I'd come home and I'd wrap one or two gifts and then I'd put it under the tree. So I was kind of constantly caught up. And um, that process of doing that and like, and just being able to sit at Christmas Eve on Christmas Eve and take a bath and be relaxed helped me realize that, that I got to set the rules and the pace for my holiday season. So, um, I mean, do you ever remember, I don't know, well, there might be kids listening, so maybe you're not allowed to say this, but I had to perform a certain duty mm. on Christmas Eve. Right. After you and your brother had gone to sleep. Right. Wink, wink. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was, of course what kid goes to bed early on Christmas Eve? No, not you guys. Not us. No. So you'd be up performing these duties and I would find myself being so exhausted. And then said children would be up at like 5 a.m. Yeah. Hi guys. Early. Is it time? Is it time? Is it time? So um, just taking the time to take care of yourself during the holiday season, setting your boundaries, doing what you need to do for self-care. But, you know, even the regular things that you do to take care of yourself, like I said, like eating right, drinking, exercising, like let's try not to overindulge. You hear, you see that I'm like almost looking at myself in the mirror going, let's try not to overindulge. <laughs> it's amazing what a little planning and a little attention to our own health, what that can do for how you feel through the holiday season. So Kayla, would you like to wrap up all the things we've talked about today? Okay, so here are today's takeaways. First one is set realistic expectations. Okay, I don't have to be Joanna Gaines this year. Next is set your boundaries. You get to decide what is right for you, even though that can be pretty tough. Next, set your budget because even sharpened pencils can make someone's day. Don't forget to be present, play the games, the dishes can wait. And lastly, take care of you. That was really great, Kayla. Thank you. I love how you wrap that up for us in one 
pretty package with a giant bow with a giant one of course okay so if you guys would like to take this exercise to the next level head to our website at planahappylife.com to download and print a worksheet that will guide you through these five steps thank you for listening to plan a happy life you can find us on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends family or anyone on their own happiness journey We'll see you next week.